This call is now being recorded. All right. Do you <laughs> you want to uh, do a little intro? Yeah, I'll take the reins on this one. Welcome back to another installment of Quarantine Call with Shieldless Mag. My name is Ruben Derrick. I am the co-founder of Shieldless Mag, and today we also have our other co-founder with us, Mr. Nick Shields. How you doing, my dude? I'm good, man. Still waking up, but oh so, yeah, <laughs> season finale. <laughs> I know. We, we made it. We made it. I mean, we're still we're still in quarantine, so we're not out of the woods just yet. But we, yeah, this is this is the end of the season, man. Mm-hmm. So for the end of the season, should we put both of our theme songs right here, or do you want to choose one? <laughs> oh man, uh, I'm. I don't know. I'd be down. I mean, I turned on them both. Why not? Yeah. Alright, so first we're going to play uh, Quarantine Call by Scooter Getzlaff, our, er, uh, yeah, our first guest on episode two. And then uh, after that we're going to play the punk version by our friends at All Beat Up, um, produced by Brian Phillips, our friend and guest from episode three. So here you go. Thank you to those guys. Now it's a quarantine call from your buddy's Nick and Ruben at that shield's mag. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Gonna talk about skateboarding, talk about toilet paper hoarding, and talk about working from home and getting unemployed and standing in one your hands. It's a quarantine call. songs that was awesome like scooter joked about making a theme song in his episode and then he actually did it and we filmed a little commercial to it which was pretty fun from like different (laughs) cities uh and you can go view that on our our youtube channel yeah search quarantine call with shieldless snag uh that was that was pretty fun oh yeah yeah it took it took a few tries to get the angle right you know that aerial view of me trying to pull my pants down while i was on the toilet was it was difficult <laughs> <laughs> and and to stack to stack the uh toilet paper uh as intricately as it was placed in the background i mean y'all don't think about these things but it's a lot of movie magic that goes into making an edit like that so i just you know i want to <laughs> i want to speak yeah i want to speak open and honestly about the efforts we went through to uh make that edit and we hope you enjoy it dude i had to hold that super long slappy grind while talking (laughs) while answering the phone and talking on the phone it was 
It was amazing. Yeah. And I filmed myself doing it. It was, I probably yeah. was so dumb <laughs> filming that. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, and then uh, Brian came through with the punk version, which was equally as awesome. And we didn't film oh, yeah. anything for that, but we should have. It was pretty rad. Yeah, well, maybe, I don't know. Maybe we can. We'll see, we'll see what we can <laughs> muster together, you know, uh, what we can handle before this episode drops. <laughs> we'll see. Um, uh, yeah, so if you've been, uh, listening thus far, I, we just want to lay out for this episode. We're calling this the season finale of Quarantine Call with Shieldless Mag. A lot has happened since we, we first launched, uh, the first episode on March 28th of this year, um, we, this is the 25th episode and, uh, you know, I've moved states, we've moved jobs, like we've gone in and out of employment. It's been insane. And, uh, I'm starting a new job that's not going to allow us to do this regularly scheduled. So we're going to plan on maybe trying to bring it back like once a month or biweekly or, or something like that. Maybe do a video podcast, but, uh, You know, if you've been listening to us and you're a fan of the show, like, DM us and let us know what you think we should do. Like, if we should bring this back, keep it going, or just leave it as is with the 25 episodes. Um, But on today's episode, yeah, uh, me and Ruben, we're just going to talk and reflect on the episodes that we've done. Uh, On July 30th was our one-year anniversary of launching ShieldlessMag.com. So we're going to reflect on a year of doing that as well. And yeah, it's been, it's been an awesome, uh, adventure and endeavor. And we started the podcast just to, to keep some content flowing during the pandemic and check in with our friends and see like how we could help. And then the whole Black Lives Matter movement started and we, um, got to talk to a couple skateboarders about that and how to support that movement and um it's been amazing uh we've also got a chance to win um some shieldless gear and uh, a prize pack from us and a skateboard from the local skate shop of your choosing so stay tuned to hear how you can win that and uh yeah ruben how are you feeling about all this Oh man, I'm feeling I'm feeling great to be honest with you. It's we're we got a year under our belt and the amount of uh content and what we've accomplished in the amount of time feels pretty awesome, man. Um I mean yeah, you know, not even just quarantine with what we've experienced going on while still generating stuff for the site and you know, keeping that flowing. Yeah, just to think about all the changes we've been through throughout that time, like you were saying, I mean, you know, you've you know, moved cities and started new jobs and same here. I mean, I've been primarily in San Diego the whole time, but yeah, like when we started the mag, I had a completely different schedule as well. And I was working late nights and a lot of the stuff that we were making, uh, or articles that I would try and go out and shoot photos for and, and do interviews for would all be before I had to start work. So just, yeah, just thinking about, you know, the schedules and how it's, you know, all changed and, how like yeah I mean we work full time and we have lives outside of this but the fact that we're still able to maneuver and, and make it happen feels awesome man I mean I'm wouldn't have it any other way and I'm just excited to to keep it going and to see what else we can accomplish at the mag together. Yeah, 
Yeah, man, it's been a, a crazy ride. We started Show the Smag just as something to get us out of our heads of, of working our day jobs and highlight our friends that we think do cool stuff and, and show that skateboarders um, do more than just skateboarding and are actually involved in their communities and do other creative endeavors. And uh, it's been amazing to showcase that. Do you Absolutely. have any... Um, favorite articles or interviews that you've written um, in the last year that you are really proud of or um, just stoked on the process of, of doing it? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm, I'll be biased for sure, but, I, I mean, yeah, I think the interview uh, that we got to do with Vinny was awesome. Um, I was, it was great just to reflect on, you know, the trips that we'd gone on for FTV and, you know, just looking over all those photos from the past few years, um, that one I was probably most proud of. And then also I was really happy with the piece I did uh, for Mike Brick and the Brick Brothers over at House of Vista. Um, it's definitely one of the uh, most down-to-earth shops in SD, and I really like the vibe that they have going on there. And it was just cool to see, you know, how they – felt the need for a shop like that in their community uh, and then they made it happen and it was just cool to get the story behind that and to just shoot the shit and hang out at the sh- hang out at the house I mean uh, yeah I love being over there mm-hmm. it's just like it feels like a living room when you're in that shop and I, I really like the aesthetic of it you just go and kick it watch old videos and it feels like you know an extension of your old childhood room it's just it's it's so cool man and it's got a unique thing going there um but yeah i'd say that was super fun i mean also doing the piece um pushing the hype was also a great one too i loved i loved getting to hang out yeah. with all the girls that was super fun like that was that was another piece that i had to do like we just met up at city heights park to warm up and then we went to old town school skated the bank to curbs and the slappy curbs and yeah i mean we did that with just maybe four hours and then I had to leave from there and go straight to work. Uh, but yeah, that was just such a fun session. I mean, I love all of them, you know, Alexia, Trisha, um, you know, Annabelle, Luke, Amanda, Annabelle, everybody. Yeah. 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 That was, that article was amazing and I was really stoked on the feedback we got from it and, not being involved with it really, except for like helping you um, generate questions. Like I was up in Portland and seeing like the little iPhone edit you put together and like the photos come together with you and Eduardo and having like, a, you know, ten, like 10 questions answered from each girl. Like that, that was awesome. And, and I would love, I would have loved to like do something longer with each individual girl instead of like grouping them all together with one in one article, but like they are a crew and we wanted to highlight that, that they really do skate together all the time and like hype each other up and push yeah. each other. Yeah. It's, it's it really rad, rad to be around it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's the kind we, of, uh, yeah, it's just the kind yeah. of feelings that you would have like when you first start skating is that peer enjoyment and that encouragement that you get from your friends. I mean, it's, it's dope that, you know, sometimes that can be lost. Um, as you progress as an age skater. So it's rad to, like, see that there's still individuals out there that, you know, keep that hype going, keep it alive. It's, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I, it was hype. I was hyped to be around them, and 
make it happen. And yeah, I mean, who's to say? We'll hopefully have some more stuff from that in the future. I look forward to, yeah. you know. And we had Trisha on the podcast, um, episode 19. Um, so we got to learn even a little bit more about her and what she does and her hobbies outside of skating. And that, that was really cool too. Yeah, we're still waiting on that film, Trisha. Come on. Start <laughs> that screenplay. Let's get it. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. Um, any favorite? You've done a lot of recaps for the mag in the last year, just like of events. We got Shockest Day, Fear of Noise, the Lefty premiere. Um, any favorites out of those? I mean, yeah, all of them. <laughs> I don't know. They're, they're all... <laughs> They're all so fun. I mean, Lefty's doc, uh, the premiere for that at Culture was just a, an amazing night. I had to, I had to pretty much like beg to get my shift covered that night. Otherwise, I wouldn't have made it. Um, and that was like one of my last shifts before I transitioned to a new job. Uh, so I was like, please just let me do this. I need to go and cover this. And this is a friend that I've known for many, many years, and it's a big night. So. I'm really glad that it worked out and I was able to make it. Um, it was, yeah, I mean, it's, it was just inspiring as always. I mean, Lefty is just larger than life and, you know, I got a lot of love for that human and I was hyped that they were able to showcase how much he loves skateboarding and how he never let anything stand in his way. So to like be there and be surrounded by him and, you know, friends and family and, it was yeah, it was a it was just an epic night and it went off about a hitch, man. It was great. Um, yeah, that was wonderful event. I was hyped to do uh the Shockest Day recap and kinda revisit that with some of the film photos I took from that day. It was cool just to like I tried to get portraits that were like duets basically, just like people kicking it together and just wanted to showcase all the different individuals that cruised out for the event and how we've been keeping it rolling for, you know, a uh, better part of, yeah, I mean, it's been about, you know, six coming up on seven years. So it's wild, but yeah, mm-hmm. uh, that was a fun one to be a part of as well. Um, Pickpocket was super hyped mm-hmm. to cover that as well. That came together uh, pretty quickly. I just, you know, we found out that the opening was going down and I drove up there and, made it and so happy for josh known him a long time as well and you know san diego local and legend and i was yeah i mean we're just we're happy we're happy to see our friends like carrying out their dreams and you know giving back to skateboarding in any way they can it's been to do that in the form of a of a physical storefront you know it's it's that's a big thing so yeah i mean i'm i'm just i'm i'm hyped that i get to you know highlight uh, events like this in our friends' lives and, you know, we can, we can, uh, keep it immortalized through the magazines. I mean, that's, you know, mm-hmm. it's pe- like people might, you know, go to events and they forget about it, but if we can, you know, have something that captures it and, you know, gives it a little bit more life and, you know, shows everything that goes into it, I think that's what I enjoy most about it. And yeah, we just want to lift, lift everybody up, you know, especially, especially during these times. <laughs> But that's also, I mean, yeah. yeah. What about you? What, like, I mean, yeah, you, I mean, you are without a doubt the master lensman, uh, for the mag. What, uh, have been your favorite 
episodes of Skaters Doing Things or or articles for that matter as well? Huh. Well, um, well, first off, uh, you just mentioned the Pickpocket grand opening recap, but we also did a Skaters Doing Things with Pickpocket, and that was uh, probably one of my favorites to film because I got to go with Josh Stafford to a Tony Hawk's ramp at his office, and I was like, what the hell am I doing here? <laughs> and how the hell do you film Vert? And so uh, I didn't, I don't know, I, I did okay, I think, for like never doing it, but I also could have done it better. But um, but that was just a rad experience and hanging out with Josh and and seeing Jimmy Wilkins destroy the ramp with like Alex Carlson and fly in like 12 feet above coping and shit. Like that was amazing. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I think the the early videos, um, like the first three videos we did to launch the site with you and Chris and McKinney, um, that was really cool because I was really like developing my own style and learning about my camera and figuring out like how we wanted to edit it. And, and that was rad. Um, I, I really enjoy those videos and like going back and watching those and seeing like, how they could be better, but for what I, my knowledge of filmmaking was, like I'm, I'm pretty proud of them. Um, yeah, I mean, you, you've only gotten better. I mean, yeah, that's you. Yeah, I mean, you really did the research and you know tried to find the best setup and kit that would be manageable for you. And yeah, man, you, yeah, you killed it. Like for sure, you just took it all head on. And I mean, you like you had filmed stuff before, but to Totally get your own setup and and get everything dialed in. That's that's impressive, man. It's no small feat. Yeah, I don't, dude. It's too hard to pick like my favorite skaters doing things because Shurikens was great, and that was like when I started the site. I was like, I want to do one with Shuriken and his photo transfers because nobody's ever done anything on it before, and I I personally wanted to know how he did it, and so we knocked that out in a full day and like he made one right in front of us and we went skating and he killed it, got a ton of footage and just to get to hang out with him, um, was amazing. Um, filming with Scooter was hilarious and, (laughs) (laughs) uh, interviewing him was one of the funniest interviews that we did. Um, Oh yeah. (laughs) Filming him do tattoos and skate city heights. That was rad. Um, Connors was great trying to pack like his podcast and his copyright thing into one thing was, was challenging, but, but rewarding and, um, seeing what he's doing with caffeine and green, he's got big plans. Um, and, uh, that, that was awesome too. And then, fuck, dude, I don't know. I'm just going through all of them because. <laughs> Like Juan's, Juan's is one of my favorites too because that was early on and he really trusted us and seeing how he thinks about things as, and, and the details of how he answers his interview questions and like, like I could tell he wanted to be portrayed like, like, um, in a certain light. And when I sent him the rough cut of the video and hearing how hyped he was on it and him telling me like it was the best, like, Squeegee prints had been portrayed on video and stuff like that was one of the most rewarding things for me. Absolutely. And, uh, absolutely, man. 
Yeah, and then filming, and that the fact that we got to film then printing our own shirts, like, he made the video even better, and, like, hanging out with him and getting to know him a little more was rad. And then, yeah, Dominic from C-Rat, I think that process was really cool, like, seeing how he makes skateboards from scratch out of his garage and seeing him build the company now and, like, seeing it, uh, seeing it grow and him move into a house and and do all that like that that's amazing too so yeah i i don't know i don't i guess i don't really have a favorite but it's cool to go back and reflect on all the different ones that we've done yeah yeah i mean it's just they all have their own they all shine in their own way and like it just it's it's rad that we get to you know showcase and portray them for who they are and what they're about like yeah so i yeah obviously it it can be hard to like you know pick a you know top three or like your your favorite overall but yeah i mean just just the fact that we were able to do it and make it happen is is pretty remarkable man and i'm i'm excited to see what we're gonna do in the future now that that you're back in sd dude it's gonna be easier you know it, it won't be like weekends at a time you come in and be cramming videos and cramming content to edit it and put it out now it's just like all right like you know when we have time we're in the same yeah. city make it happen and keep it keep it going yeah and uh you know not to mention like i got to do a lot of other interviews for for the site and uh and like we like I did one with Billy Jackson when we first launched the site, and that was awesome. And Gabe Ryan, who's like a hometown hero of ours, like grew up at the skate park um, that he ran when we were kids, and like grew up skating with him. And he's just like absolute amazing dude. Um, that was rad to do that interview and see it come together. Uh, the loser heavy interview was amazing. Um, talking to Blaine and uh, and about his series he did for Zero Skateboards, like that felt like a real like journalistic moment because we like seeked him out and talked to him, and I had never met him before. And it was like relevant mm-hmm. because the series had just came out, and we were really on top of it. And I thought that was rad, and his artwork mm-hmm. is rad. And, I have two of the boards on my wall. Yeah, I got one as well. Had to support, had to do it. <laughs> but, yeah, I know, I know, man. Yeah, it's, ah, and like, yeah, you keep making me like reflect on other ones too. Yeah, it's, it's so hard to, to pick a favorite. I mean, the piece, like the article that I did interview with, uh, Andrew Barnes and that one, uh, that one I was really hyped on because I mean, yeah, he's an incredible painter. I've known him since I was a little kid and I always knew how talented of an artist he was. I mean, even just seeing his sketches on, you know, legal notepads that he would do with pen were incredible. Uh, and just to catch up with him and see what he's been up to and just his story, you know, I mean, like sometimes you go through a lot of bullshit in life and, you know, you get into some trouble, but then you, you come out of it and, you know, you're just, you're even more focused, you know, sometimes you got to go through that to get to where you need to be. And I'm just really happy that he's killing it in the painting game. He's having solo exhibitions a lot. 
he's doing a lot of commissions. He's getting a lot of his uh, paintings and artwork featured for Quasi and you know other companies, and it's just it's awesome, man. I'm it's I'm glad that people are backing him, and uh, I'm just I'm I'm happy that just happy to see my friends doing big things. And then also, yeah, earlier on when we launched the mag, uh, the interview that I got to do with Brian was super fun. <laughs> that was like. That that was just a good time. Like we just went and we, you know, went and got food over at Ponce's, uh, and we just sat and just ate food and drank and had a good conversation and got to learn about his, you know, home studio goal achiever and also, you know, goals for the future as far as that's concerned and you know, what that entails when you are doing something independently from home and trying to help other artists make tracks and produce records. It's awesome, man. I mean, yeah, it's just, it's, it's great. Yeah. It's, it's wild. It's, I'd like to say it's all been a blur, but it's, it's just, it's wild. I can't believe, can't believe we got a year, yeah. got a year down. Yeah. I do want to say like, I think, um, if you, if you, they don't don't know about it or you haven't checked out our that interview Ruben did with Andrew Durgan Barnes is awesome and uh, it's called Dropping In Andrew Durgan Barnes go to shieldlessmag.com give it a read I think that one kind of like slipped through the cracks or like flew under the radar and uh, and uh, I really wish it would get like more attention because it was rad he's doing stuff with Quasi um, he's an amazing oil painter. He has a cool story, and uh, and we got some cool photos of his artwork in there, and uh, and it was rad. I, I was really hyped on on that one. Thanks, man. But, go check it out, y'all, if you haven't yeah. yet. Please just go, just scroll through everything. Even if this is your first time listening to Quarantine Call or ever hearing of Shieldless Mag, go to the site, <laughs> check it, uh, check check our stuff, look at it all. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah, so I think that's like good reflection of what we've done with the mag. Um, we haven't really delved into print. We did do a collab with uh, Goal Achiever and Brian Phillips for the Fear of Noise Punk Fest in San Diego, and there was a little zine that you guys did that came out with that. Um, but as far as solely shieldless mag um like created content we haven't put out anything print on our own and that's something that we've been asked a lot about and something that we really want to do and something that we have great ideas for um it's just uh, a lot of work to you know stack content that hasn't been posted online or like um how to decide like what's going to go in the mag and what, or, or what's going to go on print and what's going to go online and to hold on to it long enough and stuff like that. But we're working it out. I've also got to teach myself how to lay it out in the program and, um, you know, and then, you know, there's ads and all sorts of stuff that go into it, but we've got some cool ideas. And if you're interested in a shieldless mag, uh, printed magazine let us know and uh let me know if you have anything you want to contribute or any ideas or how much you would pay for a magazine or if you think we should put it out for free or or what what you think we should do 
Yeah, we're but we're open to suggestions. And, yeah, yep. Got it on the agenda. Come on, let's but, do it. <laughs> yeah, I noticed <laughs> when you when you start a. So the idea was for Shieldless Mag to be an online magazine. Um, when I when I conceptualized the idea of it, um, because everything's online nowadays and printed zines are kind of. I don't know. They're, they're underground. They are coming back, but like, they're not as big as they used to be. Seems like the magazines in Europe are really booming right now, like gray and free and, um, uh, all, all those in pocket. Um, they're thriving out there, but in America, we just have Thrasher and that's it. And then a bunch of small zines like, like low card and skateism and stuff like that. But, um, on cemental um, yeah <laughs> shout out continental um but yeah i think that's something we do want to dive into and when you started when you start we called shieldless a magazine even though it wasn't print because it's still a collection of thoughts and articles put into one place it's just online rather than on paper in front of you that's going to get thrown away and you know end up in a landfill or whatever so mm-hmm. um, <laughs> It's still a magazine. It's just like not a traditional one. And, uh, I realized that when you call something a magazine, everybody asks you, like, do you have print? <laughs> and right. so <laughs> it's kind of pushing us in that direction, which I, I, I agree. Like I like something physical to look at and it's really cool, but it, it only, it's like a, it's like a, a short-lived thing. Like you have it in your hands and you flip through it and you're like, wow, this is so cool. But then you look at it a couple of times and that's it. You don't really go back to it too much. Right. Well, I feel and like, you, and I feel like this is like a PSA uh, for a look back. I mean, yeah, if y'all don't want your printed zines and other skate materials to end up in a landfill, like Nick was saying, I mean, you want to give it a little bit longer life hit up kevin from look back and you know donate your mags hit them up and find out how you can do that to make sure that they can contribute to other skate libraries across the country or you know be added to a collection elsewhere um mm-hmm. at look back library um yeah so anyway i just wanted to address that in case anybody is ever wondering um why we do what we do but uh let's jump into quarantine call uh quarantine call with shieldless mag it's what you're listening to right now uh <laughs> this episode's a little different than traditional um uh our very first episode back in march was just me and ruben talking and it was more of like a like a what do you call oh, like a pilot episode to see if our recording worked and how it sounded and if we wanted to do it and it, and it worked out and we just, uh, yeah, I, I pitched the idea of doing a podcast to you. I never wanted to be a podcaster really. Like I wanted to leave that to our friends that were already doing it, but then, you know, not being employed gave us a lot more time to, to schedule it out. So, so yeah, explain quarantine call and why we do it and why you know the purpose behind it yeah of course um i mean i can read the description and say that it's just you know checking in with friends during the pandemic and you know uh, as far as that 
is concerned. But ultimately, I mean, I'm I'm happy that we started it, and I'm glad that you approached me with the idea to do it because I think it's it's good for us as founders of the mag. Like we place a lot of importance on you know supporting uh, mental health, and you know we want to make sure that we're practicing what we preach here at the mag and we want to make sure that we're checking in on our friends and making sure that they're doing okay and making sure that everyone's staying safe during these, you know, unprecedented times. And, and yeah, um, I think it was, it was good for, for me and for all of us to be able to do that because it just knows it's nice to feel supported, you know, that we all miss being able to have the same things that we, took for granted or just the same things throughout our daily routine that we're not able to do really right now. I mean, a lot of the people that we spoke with, like, you know, it, I'm happy that we were able to have that conversation, but we haven't really been able to, you know, go skate with them or to hang in person by any means just due to the conditions that we're in right now. So um, I think just being able to, you know, check in, um, you know, have a reminder, any advice to get through this time right now, um, other ways that you can contribute to skateboarding and shops and other brands right now to support them. Also, our friends that, you know, like Scoot, we did an episode with him. And, you know, although he was having issues actually being able to tattoo and whether or not the shop was deemed essential, he was still selling artwork. So we were trying to, you know, help plug that so he could still be able to sling some prints and, you know, get people involved that way. So, yeah, I mean, I I think ultimately it was just it was a nice way for us to have a laugh with our friends and do it in in a way that may not be physical, but in a way that we can, you know, express that, you know, we're here for each other and that uh, we're all in this together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And we got to check in with people that we had already worked with, people that we didn't know and people who are in other countries and uh, different generations. It's a pretty amazing group of people that we've talked to uh, over the last few months. And uh, early on was just a kind of like mind-blowing on episode five that we were talking to Chris Cole for like two and a half hours. And, yeah, that was, that, was a fun, that was a fun episode. <laughs> that, was, that was pretty amazing. Um just to hear his perspective and just like how bored he was and <laughs> talk about <laughs> some things about his career and, and just joke a little bit and not, not talk about like things that have been talked about a million times, you know, like, like I joked with them about Wallenberg and like, like, you know, there's things we didn't need to cover. And it was, it was cool just to, hear his perspective, but, like, also just, like, talk to him. You know, you have met him before, but I never I never had talked to him, really. Mm-hmm. And I was, like, started a podcast, and then I was, like, well, we're fucking talking to Chris Cole. How the fuck did this happen? Yeah. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> and uh, I, it was cool. Like, I feel like that kind of solidified us as, like, sort of legitimate, and after that, it was easier to get to, get people involved because they'd be like, look, this, we're not just talking to like Joe Schmoes. We've got, we've got our homies, but we've also got like people with a little bit higher profile. Yeah, absolutely. 
Yeah. Um, and then we backed yeah. that up with Jason Carney. So <laughs> it was off to a good start. Oh, yeah. Yeah, man. Legends all around. Shout out. Shout out, Jason. That's Sophie's Garage. Thank you for supporting the mag and for joining us. That was a that was another fun episode as well. Yeah. Yeah. That was rad talking to Jason. He's truly like one of a kind individual. He felt like he was just ram- rambling on and uh, I think he got o- overwhelmed towards the end there, but it was like to us, we were stoked. Like that's what we wanted. We wanted people to come on and talk and let, you know, let out what's on their minds. And he did that. And I think it was reflective, but also like, um, encouraging and uh it, it was cool to just hear his story and hear about Flappy's garage and how it all came together and going from pro skater to shop owner oh yeah i mean yeah you, you get a perspective from all different uh you know um from all different figures within skateboarding those that work on all different sides of the industry and and I think that's what's cool too is just to see, you know, how are you how are you dealing with quarantine and regulations set in place for COVID as a pro skateboarder, as a shop owner, as, you know, somebody that works at the shop, somebody that, you know, is is involved in skateboarding in any way. And I think it was it was just cool to, to see how everybody's dealing with it and getting by as best they possibly can. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Do you have any other uh, standouts um, from the season? Yeah, I mean, I like I, you know, just like we were discussing earlier, it's tough to pick favorites. I mean, I enjoyed every single one that we did because we got to learn more about each individual that we had as a guest on our on the quarantine call. But I mean, yeah, I think as far as stories go, I really enjoyed Adams Adam Arunsky. Uh, I just I don't know. I mean, it's pretty much like what skate dreams are made of. He, you know, moved out here and started working for zero. And then through that got on the team and, you know, now he's just killing it and, and everything's happening for him. And yeah, it was, it was rad just to hear his entire story with skateboarding and that it's still evolving and he's progressing and hopefully we'll see uh, a pro board for Adam in the future, man. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think, I think that was a fun episode. Obviously, hearing his uh, hearing his story of a uh, kickflip front tail on Oceanside Hubbard was pretty amazing too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And his slam at Buster Bale and <laughs> yeah, that episode was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was. Yeah, and and any skater can tell you that they've kind of had that white whale that they've struggled with where, you know, it's it's a battle and it doesn't seem like it's promising and then, you know, somehow something clicks and then you end up riding away from it and it's, you know, I mean, that's like, that's a trick that he did that is going to just be cemented in skate history forever. I mean, that hub is no joke and it's just, yeah, it's just wild that fucking you know hearing like what led up to it like he was gonna get that parking ticket <laughs> and then and then it didn't work out so then he just went for it that next try and put it down it's epic it's amazing yeah and then cried <laughs> yeah then, i mean that's amazing hey man i've i've yeah i've cried not you know it's, we've been there put you put your <laughs> body through a lot <laughs> and 
Sometimes you just need that release, you know? It's okay. We want to say it's okay to cry here at Children's yeah. Magazine. 100%. Yeah, we're complex human beings with a lot of emotion. And if you're, you know, <laughs> try, if you're, if you're putting yourself through that mental and physical anguish, you know, sometimes you, you gotta let it out, dude. That's just, that's, that's just fact. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, that was a great episode. I loved having Matt Eds on the, on the quarantine call, I mean, that's everything he's doing with Cellar Door, I think is incredible. And he's really trying to have a marketplace for skateboarding and to support brands that are, you know, trying to get their start and trying to get their foot in the door. And I just, yeah, it was, it was rad to catch up with him. Um, he used to hook me up when he was a TM for enjoy. And so we have a pretty good history. I've known him for the better part of 10 years and it's just, I was hyped to see what he's doing now and and just to, you know, have some laughs. And and it was cool that he, you know, like, he's he's down for a quarantine call. He was like, yeah, I listened to the episode with Carney, and I loved it. And it was like, because he used to watch him, you know, when he was growing up skating. So that was just a great moment, too. It's like we're, we're touching mm-hmm. on each, each skater that's been in so many different generations within it. And it was yeah. it was cool to know, like, oh, like, you, yeah, like, you're, you're hyped on what we're doing and you're a fan of what we, what we got going on. So that felt, that yeah, felt it really funny. good. It was cool. People like Matt and like, like Mike McCarley from Javaro. Um, like, you know, maybe your average skater hasn't heard of these people and they're like, they're like, yeah, I'll be on the podcast. And then they like go back and look at our catalog and they're like, Oh shit. Like Chris Cole was on here, Martin and like Dane Burns. <laughs> and they're like, well, right. We really you want to talk to me. And we're like, yeah, dude, you're still doing rad shit. Like inside of skateboarding. And I don't know, that's almost more interesting to me to hear like how other, how people who aren't pro skaters are making a living off of skateboarding and like have been in the industry for a long time. Um, I think that's, I mean, it's always cool to talk to pro skaters, but like, it's almost, it's more rewarding to me for me to highlight people that aren't pro, but still like doing it, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, everybody, every, everyone that we spoke with has skin in the game to some degree and exactly just like how they have been you know, transitioning throughout this time and also still still trying to, you know, do do everything that they need to do to make ends meet, to keep their respective businesses going and just to stay sane. <laughs> it's you know, it's all relative and we welcome all of their all of their voices. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh one of uh I mean I have so many like episodes that I really enjoyed, but like a lot of the ones that might not have been uh, like the most popular were really fun. Like uh, Connor Cardenas and like catching up with him and just, he has a great like outlook on things and uh, uh, I really enjoyed catching up with him and just anytime, whether it's recorded or not. <laughs> Uh, Ariana Carmona, like the first uh, woman that we had on the podcast, like, and the first person that we didn't already know, like we we were introduced through (laughs) Gabe Gusson and we literally didn't know anything about her except for, you know, she's going to be in the Olympics and, um, 
and she's a professional skateboarder and uh she's you know from you know S- southern california and getting to talk to her and hear her story was amazing and uh our friend eduardo sanchez who's taken a lot of photos for the mag um just giving him a voice and letting him tell his story and like hearing him just kind of like ramble on was, was awesome. And hearing his perspective from working inside a skate shop during a pandemic and what that's like doing curbside pickups and online orders and getting all their inventory yeah. online and, and yeah, it was fucking sick. And that was a really popular episode, which was rad. Yeah. Ed is the man. I mean, it's, it's just talking about generations of, of skateboarding, especially within San Diego. I mean, like we're like slightly a little older and like maybe one generation above him. And it's just, it's rad to see that there's people like him that we saw as a kid at Strakis Park, just growing up skating that are kind of like, you know, now a staple and a pillar for the skate community to a lot of other people. And it's, it's just awesome to see that cycle continue and to see that it's going to be passed on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, talking to, to Trisha was amazing and hearing her story about quitting school just to skate all the time and then going to like dental school and, 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 or, you know, becoming like a dental hygienist or whatever it was that, that she, she does. And, and then like hearing her interest in movies and, and all that was was really rad as well. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Also, Trisha, if you're listening to this, we hope you heal up soon. Uh, she recently broke her femur, and she's mm-hmm. still pulling up to the Mafia premieres and, you know, still Dude. being involved in the scene. She's a warrior. She's she doesn't even have a cast, <laughs> and she's, like, yeah. on crutches, like, nearly walking. And I was like, holy shit. Yeah, <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, she's yeah. a fucking beast on yeah. the board, and like I hate to use the phrase, but on the board and off the board. <laughs> yeah. Um, probably <laughs> one of the more most important episodes that we did was with uh, Robert Brink. Yeah. To uh, close out Mental Health Awareness Month, um, what were what what are your thoughts on that episode? Uh, I mean, that, that episode was great. I mean, I, you know, I used to watch Weekend Buzz all the time. And so I had been following a lot of things that he had done and, you know, interviews that he had done and his presence in skateboarding. And just for him to just speak openly and honestly with us about, you know, his experiences with mental health and depression and, you know, finding out, you know, basically, you know, middle-aged that he was diagnosed with autism and, you know, what that was like for him and, and just being able to not let it drag him down, but to empower him. And, and that, that, you know, like that for him kind of connected the dots for other issues that he had had in his life. And it, and it gave him this foresight and uh, clarity for, you know, how to manage everything in the future and how to realize like, Oh, I, I understand who I am now and like why, you know, things in the past were a problem for me. And I'm just like, uh, like just hearing him 
just hearing him speak about how it was a relief for him and how, um, you know, he was able to move forward and, and get help and that he's available to anybody that wants to reach out that's also, you know, may may need help or, or may need to approach these things. It was it was great and it was a it was just a nice conversation to have because it's one that we don't talk about as much in skateboarding that we should and I mean it's also you know, we spoke about Ben Ramers and that was kind of that was kind of what gave us the motivation to start the mag in the first place. So just kind of tying all that back in together and just realizing like, you know, it, it, it makes a difference to know that there's options out there and that there's help out there if you need it and that you should never be afraid to ask for it or reach out and that there's resources available to you. Um, yeah, I mean, it was, it was definitely a powerful episode and I want to thank Rob again for, for joining us. It was definitely, uh, it was definitely rad to, to hear his story. Yeah, that was that was cool. Um like yeah, we knew Rob from Weekend Buzz and you know, he's a journal skateboard journalist and uh a personality in, in skateboarding and he you know, just somehow kinda ended up in our DMs and then we were doing this uh mental health awareness month, um, like posting all our photos of green borders just to try and raise a little bit of awareness since we couldn't do an event that we had planned um, that got canceled during the pandemic. We wanted to bring light to mental health awareness in a different way. And so we ended up talking to Rob because, like you said, he was diagnosed with depression and autism um, in his 40s. And then, uh, yeah, and we want to encourage people to, to reach out and seek help if they are depressed or if they are having mental issues. And I think that this is a, an area um, to take very seriously and uh, not to mention that we lost a friend to suicide only like just over like a week ago, almost two weeks ago. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, you know, they, it's a it's a helpless feeling that you like can't do anything about it once the person's gone, and that it you know that's what they wanted and that's what they got. But um, yeah, I think this is a a good spot on the podcast to say rest rest in peace, Ryan Bowers, and um, a friend that we went to high school with and grew up with, uh, who went on to become a, a rapper and, you know, work with some amazing, amazingly talented musicians in the hip-hop game and go on tour and put out albums. And, you know, he, he feels new his music. Depression is a theme that comes up a lot. And uh, he had multiple suicide attempts in the past and uh, one that led him to being... Um, shot by the police and not able to skate anymore. And, uh, uh, you know, he was given a second chance on life and put out another album after that. And unfortunately he, you know, wasn't able to make it out of that depression and that, um, want to not be here anymore. But 
uh, we did want to want to mention him on the show, and it's something that we've been through in this uh, in this quarantine and pandemic. Yeah. Did you want to share yeah. any words on that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, it's it was it was really heavy um, just for us to get that news, and I, you know, I basically found out about that the night before I was coming up to visit you and you know we were gonna help move you back down to san diego shieldless style and uh yeah it was yeah it's 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 been something that's been on my mind you know for the past few weeks and somebody that i have known a long time and you know we we were friends in middle school we did a lot of productions and performances together in high school he really I don't know. I mean, he really was like a a big reason of like why I feel, you know, that I am not afraid to be outgoing or to speak my mind and be goofy. And like, it's just, he embodied so many genuine characteristics and like really cared about his friends. And he just pushed me to like, not be afraid to just show myself for who I am. And, you know, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's tough. It's tough when your friends are are struggling to that degree, and it's it's something that you know. I mean, we all have our own issues, and we all have things that we deal with in life. But it's just it's hard when your friends deal with them uh, in a way that you may not understand, or in a way that you know their their demons or or other um, other issues are are stronger than you could ever know. Um, and yeah, I mean, ultimately, I yeah, it's hard. I mean, it's there's so there's so many things that you know I wish that I could have done and that I could have been there for more. It's you know we all go on different paths throughout our lives, and you know we all follow our dreams in different ways. And it's just you know he was such a talented person, and he was I don't know he was a great friend and. We miss him a lot, and yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm just every time I'm gonna, you know, do an Ollie Diggs fan. I'm definitely thinking about Bowers, and I just, yeah, man, I hope, I just hope that he's at peace and like doesn't have to struggle anymore. And that's if there's anything to find comfort in, is that you know he was loved and supported, and he has all of you know San Diego behind him. So yeah, rest in peace and. We love you, man. Um, we got <laughs> Nick did some custom artwork on their grip, so we got Bowers Forever on there. Um, and uh, yeah, while we were up in uh, Portland in the process of moving back down to San Diego and helping out with that, we ended up filming in the streets and got a trick for Ryan that I was pretty hyped on. So I don't know, y'all will probably see that sometime in the future. And yeah, it's just uh i don't know we just want to carry on your memory and and yeah also i guess i'll you know just take the time to thank nick for making that compilation edit and of all that footage of him from edits over the years and from other videos that he had put out um it was it was great just to see that and reflect on you know ryan and to show all these other parts of his life when, you know, he was happy and, you know, to capture those moments where, you know, he did appreciate and 
care about everything that was coming his way and that's how we that's how we want to remember our friend you know like obviously we don't want to not highlight everything else that he was dealing with but you know it's also important to know that you know he cared about his life and he did care about his friends and and you know we were just it, it was just really nice to to see all of that stuff so thank you again for for making that edit and thank you to everybody that's gone to the to our insta and shared it and you know our condolences and our love goes out to ryan's family yeah um well said man uh yeah it was it was great making that tribute video um kind of like a sense of of mourning in a way like sort of like helped me grieve his passing like looking through all his footage um but yeah if you wanna if you knew ryan or if you didn't know ryan like go check out our um our tribute to him you can find it on our website or on our igtv at show this mag um it's just a compilation of like his skate footage from a really young age uh some footage from his music videos um it's all set to songs that he made um recently and you know back in the day uh there's also it just shows like his goofiness and some funny stuff and some clips from his interviews and you know how he saw the world and what he wanted to leave behind uh it's kind of reflected in there but uh yeah thank you to everybody who shared it and yeah go check that out but um yeah like we even said our thoughts and prayers go out to ryan's family uh we hope that you stay staying strong and you know surrounded by by loving people and we can have a proper memorial for our friend. Um yep. but yeah, so let's take it take it back, you know, the, oh and, and you know, not to make this the situation light at all. Like if you're struggling with the suicidal thoughts, um you know, reach out to me and Ruben on Shieldless Mag or, you know, call the Suicide Prevention Hotline. Um, there's multiple resources, and if you can't find them, uh, we'd be happy to help you do that because um, we don't want to see any more of our friends taken from us in this light. But, uh, but yeah, let's, uh, let's move on. Take it from a little bit less of a serious note. Go back in the quarantine call. Some of some other episodes that that we enjoyed. Um, uh, right after Rob, we had Schmitty on. And if you don't know who Schmitty is, he's a filmer and writer for Thrasher Magazine, and he's worked there for like multiple decades now. He has a podcast called Talking Schmidt. And uh, I reached out to him to see if he would be on our podcast, and he was down. And it was really cool to just talk to somebody from inside Thrasher Magazine and see, like, what it's all about. Talk to somebody who was close to P-Stone, who was close to Jake Phelps. And, yeah, I personally, I, I, I really enjoyed that episode, and it was one that I really looked forward to um, doing. Yeah, that episode, that episode was a lot of fun. Um, and yeah, it was cool. We got to talk about a lot of different subjects and we also talked a lot about 
you know, the BLM movement and a lot of, uh, you know, other events and protests that were happening throughout the country. So we had a pretty diverse discussion and yeah, it was just cool to, to hear his thoughts on everything going on right now for COVID, for skateboarding, for BLM, for, you know, multiple things that are happening in the world right now. And, and yeah, it was, and, and it was cool. He, you know, he challenged us to think about, you know, what we want moving forward, if, you know, how we're going to transition our platform and, you know, who we would want to have on the show. And yeah, it, it gave us a lot to think about. So we're, we appreciate your, your advice and everything you shared with us, Schmitty, and we're going to try and keep it going. Yeah. Yeah, that was cool. And that was, um, like, if you go back to listen to that episode, that was, like, right when the media was, like, popping off about riots and looting and, like, all this crazy shit and, like, where it almost didn't even seem about the movement. It seemed more about, like, the rioting and looting. Um, so mm-hmm. we were, like, kind of had that fresh in our minds. But uh, if you want to hear, like, more in depth um, about, uh, like, the Black Lives Matter movement, go on to the episode after that, episode 23 with Tyrone Olson. We really dive into that and the Rolling for Rights protests in San Diego his history with racism and like he's just an absolute legend. He was he was feeling loose that night and he told us some awesome stories. <laughs> he called out some skaters, he called out some people and uh it it was cool. It was, it was rad to just kinda let him go off and talk to him. Yeah. Yeah, absolute legend and I'm I am excited that we're going to be able to attend more Rolling for Rights events here in San Diego. I believe the next one is August 15th, so uh should be uh, an event at City Heights Park. So I really look forward to that, and you can be on the lookout for some Shieldless coverage as far as that's uh, going as well. Yes, and, uh yeah, follow Rolling for Rights SD on Instagram to keep up with that. Um I think uh podcast alumni Zach Dowdy. He uh helps run that account and he's I can see him doing like a ton of research to post and inform skateboarders about elections and processes and funding and I don't know, I, uh, everything else. Like I can tell they're working really hard on that. So shout out Dowdy. Shout out Shurikin, another podcast alumni. He's big involved in, in the rolling for rights as well. Um, and yeah, it's funny. It's kind of funny that we talked to people like Zach Dowdy and Shriek and Chin and, uh, like just before all, all of this stuff went down and then they happened to be like really involved in, in the movement and the, and the rolling for rights protests. And I was like, damn, we talked to them like, a week too early. <laughs> like, <laughs> I would have loved to hear more about how that came together, but um, it was cool to still have them on even even before all that went down. Yeah, absolutely. Got to hear Shuriken's fire playlist and tunes that he's jamming out to during this time as well. So, mm-hmm. yeah, and uh, yeah. Um, what about our 
latest episode with Mubarak Raouf. What's your reflection on that? Oh, I mean, that was, that was a fun episode as well. I was happy that we were able to link with him and just discuss how he's been managing Whitaker throughout this time. Uh, it's his, uh, board brand that he started and they're based primarily in Portland, Oregon. And also just to learn a lot about him. I mean, he's, he's really interested in film as well. He is also an actor. Um, and he was going over some of the films that he's been involved with. And yeah, it was just, it was cool to just pick his brain and to see kind of, um, how he's trying to get more involved with filming and skateboarding as well. And, you know, how he kind of takes that cinematic approach to how he wants to, you know, make edits, I think is great. And he's just trying to refine, he's just trying to like refine his art within skateboarding. And I, I think it's, I think it was a lot of fun, man. I was happy to, happy to meet him. Yeah. Yeah. Mubarak is a rad dude that I got introduced through two through mutual friends who runs Whitaker, like Ruben said, uh, at Whitaker Skateboards on Instagram. Check him out. And uh, he's, he's also involved uh, in the BLM movement in Portland and, uh, and somebody that I got to skate with a lot, like in the week leading up to me moving. And like, he's just, he's an amazing skateboarder and a rad dude. And I thought he would be really cool to have on the podcast. And, I think his mind was a little preoccupied while we were talking to him. Um, he had a lot going on, but, and there's a lot of stuff that I learned after we recorded the episode that I wish he would have talked about, but, you know, maybe in season two, we'll do like a follow up or something and uh, mm-hmm. learn a little bit more about his history and his family because he has some deep roots in, um, you know, the the um, termination of systemic racism, like his family has been involved in for a long time, and I'd love to talk to him a little bit more about that. Stay but, tuned, uh, y'all. It doesn't end stay, here. It doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't <laughs> end with quarantine call. Yeah. Um. Shit, man. Just like. One that an episode that we that we haven't talked about is Marius, and he called us from Finland, which was interesting to set up and like timing wise, and talk to him and hear him tell funny stories, and uh, that was that was really cool. I was stoked that we got to do that. Marius Savannah, the Gov, he's the man. <laughs> yeah, and also, yeah, just hearing the fact that. You know, because he's in Helsinki and, you know, I mean, they were, they're also, they have uh, regulations put in place and, you know, there's curfews and things of that nature. Uh, But, I mean, just to hear how they have, you know, handled quarantine and COVID specifically, I mean, it's it's not even an issue there anymore. Like they, like they, they have it completely contained and there's, there's no new cases. (laughs) It's just, it's wild. It's, it's, it's wild to hear that when we're still, you know, four months deep here in the States and it doesn't, doesn't look like we are going to have any return to normalcy in the immediate future. I mean, it's possible it's going to take another six months to a year to recover from what we're currently 
uh, enduring. And it's, it's just, it's sad. It's, it's, it's crazy that, you know, um, uh, like I'm, I'm glad that at least, you know, he's in a part of the world where he can still skate and do what he's got to do. And he's in a place where he's safe and he doesn't need to be concerned. I mean, he was saying that he wanted to come back to San Diego, but it's also like, well, he, I think you're, you're good with where you're at right now. And, you know, maybe you should just stay posted because things aren't, <laughs> things aren't exactly getting any better here, man. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, when, when we decided to do this podcast back in March, I was like, we were doing like two or three a week. And like, I was like, we need to talk to everybody that we can because like, I don't know when this is going to be over. And like, I was like trying to knock them out, you know, before quarantine ended. Little did I know, like almost six months later, we're still here and the pandemic is still happening. And, uh, it's like uh it's it's just kind of funny my my girlfriend was like you know this might be going on for a while like you don't need to do 10 podcasts a week and i'm like oh, <laughs> i just want to get them done you know uh so but it's cool that we got to talk to everybody that we have and get different perspectives from a lot of different people and uh and yeah it's it's crazy that this, this shit is still happening and it's not even really getting any better, even though people are acting like it is. It's, it's really not. Um, but, but yeah, it's, it's cool. Um, I'm glad we, we did this podcast and hopefully we can keep it going. And, you know, maybe, you know, when we did this, people were like quarantine call, like, what are you going to call it when this is over? <laughs> And I'm like, dude, this isn't over. We can keep doing this for a long time, maybe. But yeah, you know, which even if we're not in quarantine, <laughs> it can be a, a good ode to to how it started and why exactly. we did a podcast in the first place. But yeah, pretty funny. Yeah, <laughs> we'll see. It may it may take on, you know, a new alias. It may take on a new form or format. Uh, but either way, we're just excited to keep you all engaged and give you something to pass your time with and, you know, have a laugh, have fun, remind yourselves that we're all in this together and that, you know, we, we're going to get through it. And mm-hmm. here, if you need to reach out to us for anything skate related, who you want us to have involved in the future, uh, recommendations for, you know, uh, any print endeavors in the future and also just to yeah reach out to us let us know if you're struggling with anything please we're here to listen we're here to help in any way we can yeah totally and yeah um if you have somebody that you think we should talk to on the podcast or do a in- print interview with or do a video on like let us know um if if you know some skaters doing things, but uh, yeah, man, where did where do you want the future of Shieldless to go? What are what would be your goals for the mag this next? Let's uh, go short term, just like the, oh, you know, in year two. What would you like to see? Uh, well, I mean, obviously, want to maybe 
do a little bit of a rift on like our traditional edits, uh, maybe just get some more video content flowing. And through doing that, I want to try to enhance my setup because I feel like, I don't know, I want to, I want to like try and get involved in making some projects too. Maybe switch my camera setup up, get it to be, uh, a little bit more functional and, you know, be more involved behind the lens as far as that's concerned or just, you know, operating different angles or B-roll or other stuff like that. Um, so that's just like, that's like a, a personal goal. Um, but yeah, also like once everything does go back to normal and hopefully, you know, by, you know, end of April, uh, beginning of May next year, we can try and get an event going, which we did have planned for this year. Um, I still think it would be really important to try and have an event surrounded towards uh, the promotion for mental health awareness. Uh, so I'm hoping that that will be in the works as well. Definitely want to, you know, shoot more photos, get more articles and interviews going. Uh, I'm actually going to be working on a piece uh, that's going to be, I guess, you know, I, I guess we can talk about it now because it'll it's in the works, but. Uh, I'm going to be working on a reflective piece because uh, it's been a decade since I was uh, involved with One in a Million. So that's going to be that's going to be fun one, but also you know hard because I'm going to have to speak honestly about you know uh, you know after everything happened and you know how my life has changed in ten years and it's crazy to try and consolidate all of that into something that'll still be digestible and and won't go on for too long. So I'll be, yeah, be working on that. Probably going to be working with uh, Grant Piero to help us out because I want to have some some skate clips associated for each year or, you know, for each section of the article just to show about, like, clips I've been stoked on over the last 10 years and parts that have come out. So hopefully he can help us uh, edit that and embed that into the piece as well. yeah, I don't know. And then, yeah, we're going to have Shaka's Day coming up here within the next couple months. So, um, yeah, finger, yeah, fingers crossed, like your friend just said. And, yeah, I'm, I, yeah I, I'm really hoping, even if we just have to wear masks or whatever it is, like I want to be there for the big man. So definitely have another Shaka's Day recap coming up. Um and yeah, I don't know. I mean, as far as the immediate goals go for year two, I think that's pretty much where where I'm at. But what about you, my friend? What do you What do you got on the horizon? What are you thinking? Um, you know, I was thinking we'd like Supreme would probably hit us up to like buy the mag and we would <laughs> <laughs> just sell out. You know, well, that I'm would not be cool. Yet. I'm not selling a lot more free time. <laughs> yeah, they support they support people that you know are they're owned by people that manufacture weaponry uh, for a lot of the cops that are you know pretty corrupt. So I don't I don't fuck with that. But yeah, I mean if if they did offer to even have the offer would be would be cool to have that notoriety. But I would I definitely wouldn't sell out to them, man. No way. <laughs> um. Yeah. No. Nah, uh. Yeah, I think doing the mental health awareness event would be a huge goal. Um, we were deep into planning that. We had a lot of people involved. We were doing it proper. We had the permits, and I'm really bummed that that fell through. So 
would love to pull that off. Um, I would like to put out something in print in the next year or so. Um, hopefully do like a one year anniversary thing. That would be cool. You know, um, get people together. Uh, we're working on a video right now that's, you know, outside of our traditional skaters doing things like not so much talking, but just like a actual skate video with maybe some skits and like just rad skateboarding and just homies and not trying to like push the envelope of skateboarding, but just showcase our friends and, and, you know, people who aren't pro skateboarders, but still out there getting it and not necessarily trying to progress, but just like keep, keep doing what, what they can do. And, uh, I've had a lot of fun filming that. We got some good Portland clips and I'm stoked to be, and officially move to San Diego and hopefully meet up with more people and do some more filming and and yeah that that would be really fun be stoked to uh, put that video out and maybe do some sort of premiere for it maybe at Shockers Park like they did the Skate Mafia premiere something like that but yeah yeah I think short term just keep doing it like you said and yeah more video content um we just filmed that arts and rec for their contest yesterday and uh, we'll have like a little <laughs> behind the scenes coming out about Ruben's trick for that and yep. uh, technically uh, we still got to go get the trick so yeah <laughs> yeah but, uh, yeah we got yeah. a new segment called my battle coming soon so <laughs> No, but it's like my bad and then yeah. dull. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, pretty yeah, especially the unit, holy holy shit. Um but we yeah, I mean it I I gotta be honest with you though, I feel I feel I'm super beat today, uh because we we definitely were there for like seven hours and I tried that trick for like six hours. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. But I anybody who sees this trick coming out in the next like few weeks, uh, it's not the trick that the trick that we're submitting for the competition is not the trick we even went there to do. But yeah. he tried this trick for damn near seven hours, and yeah. I went home and logged the footy. Is like almost three hundred tries. So <laughs> we tried to get a different trick, but we took what we could get, and I had to cut him off eventually because though. Humans should try a trick that long, but props to you. Um, <laughs> it wasn't you, for lack of trying. It wasn't for. It wasn't that you gave up. It was seriously like an energy thing. And uh, yeah, so yeah, I keep an eye out for just the behind the scenes and seeing yeah. some tries on that. Yeah. Hopefully, we yeah, can go man. out and get the trick on a, some obstacle. Oh yeah, I'm. Hey man, I'm. I'm still confident that it can work. Uh, so yeah, also be on the lookout for that as well. And if we're able to put it down, throw it up on the site, try and make an edit out of that as well. <laughs> well, um, yeah, I think, I mean, we'll go, go into, um, this, this giveaway unless you had, uh, anything else to reflect on. Nah, man. Let's 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 give the people what they want. Let's talk about this giveaway. Come on. All right. Well, 
if you've made it this far, which I doubt you have, um, we <laughs> are giving you a chance to win some product. Um, I don't really, I don't really know who's going to submit to this or if anybody is, but uh, I would be hyped if they did. We got two giveaways going on. So, uh, the first question is, we, there was an episode where we guessed, me, Ruben, and the guest, uh, took an estimate at how many Thrasher covers local San Diego photographer Rhino has shot. What episode did we guess the number of Thrasher covers Rhino shot? And the second part of the trivia question is, which episode did we find out how many uh, F- how many Thrasher covers Rhino shot? The guest told us on another episode. Um, so it's a two-parter. The episode we <laughs> first uh, submitted our estimates and the episode that we found out the answer. And the, mm-hmm. the winner of this question, or the first person to DM us the answer on Instagram, will win a showless baseball tee, um, a koozie sticker pack with the iron-on patch, and um, a shop board from their uh, San Diego skate shop of choosing. So you get to choose a local shop in San Diego. We'll go there. We're going to support them by buying a shop board from them in your size, and you will win that board plus the shield list back if you answer both of those trivia questions in our DMs. The second part two of the giveaway, which uh, has to be somebody else. I don't think we're going to let the same person win both (laughs) questions. Um, But this is a a second one that only uh, requires you to, you know, go back and find one episode. Is which episode of Quarantine Call with Showbiz Mag did we plan a post-quarantine barbecue with? Um, yeah, so there was a guest we had on that we, uh, planned to have a post-quarantine barbecue and meet up and hang out after all this is done, which may not even be this year now, but, uh, yeah, so tell, you know, DM us, let us know your, you know, which episode we planned that on and that, First person to DM us the answer of that question will win a shieldless baseball tee as well as a koozie and sticker pack. Um, mm-hmm. So you don't get the board, but you still get some shieldless gear. So, yeah. Yeah, that's the giveaway. DM us your answers. Um, I hope that made sense. Did I lay that out okay? <laughs> Oh, yeah, absolutely. Do you, basically, what we're saying is do your research, win some free shield of stuff, and a board of your choosing for the advanced trivia question that we have going on. And, yeah, and DM us your answers. We're, we're curious to see what you're going to come up with, and we'll announce the winners on Insta, I presume? Yep. Yes, yep. Yeah. Um, we will. And, uh yeah, if you want some shieldless gear of your own and you don't want to go listen to us talk in previous episodes, go to thecellardoor.com 
and search Cheryl Bliss Mag, and you can find koozies and shirts available on there. Soon to come, we'll have hats, we'll have beanies, we'll have jackets, I don't know. Whatever whatever you want, we'll make it if you'll pay for it. Yeah. Maybe. So <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's a way that's the way to support us. Um we don't sell advertisements as of right now. We just do this merch. So if you want to support us, that's like the only way to really do it. Along with uh following us on Instagram at Shield the Snag and telling your your friends and all that, following us on YouTube. Check out our YouTube channel, Shieldless Mag. And, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's what you can do to support us. And if you want to see any merch that we don't have, like, let us know. Uh, we have, I have a ton of plans of, of, of stuff I would love to make with our logo on it and with my artwork. And, uh, you know, it costs money to make money. So, We've got to sell merch to make more merch. So if you want to see more from us, you got to go buy something. <laughs> yeah, it all it all goes back into making the mag and having more stuff for our future product lines. So you know, hit us up, support us, and in the process, you help support my dad's at Cellar Door. Uh, so yeah, go handle it, get after it, help <laughs> us out. So, yeah, that's our giveaway. Um, and, you know, I think, uh, I think we should end the episode. Well, did you have anything else you wanted to add, Rubes? This reflective episode, episode 25, end of season one. Anything you wanted to throw out there? Uh, yeah, I'll just keep it short and sweet. Thanks for, Thanks for doing this with me. Thanks for, you know, pivoting during these unprecedented times, as I've stated. And I'm just happy that we've had something that we could do together. And it's been a lot of fun, man. Thanks for being my partner in crime. And uh, just I'm excited for what we're going to continue to do with the mag, my friend. So let's let's hear it. What do you got to say? Lay it on us. Uh, Yeah, likewise, man. Um, Thanks for being down to schedule all these calls. Thank you for all of thank you to all of the guests that we've had on the show. Um it's an amazing list when I go back and look at all the episodes that we've done. Um I hope this isn't the end of quarantine call. So if you are a fan of the show, let us know because I've pretty much had like almost zero feedback on this podcast. So <laughs> <laughs> pretty much nobody has told me if they like it or don't like it. So well, well no feedback let is us not bad feedback. So but it is still no feedback. So so any yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you did listen to any or all of these podcasts, let us know what you thought. Or, you know, maybe you yeah. uh like us as hosts, maybe you don't like us as hosts, maybe uh we could do better. We could get better guests. Maybe we could have better quality. Maybe we could do video. Whatever you think would enhance the experience. But anyways, thank you for anybody who's listened, tuned in, been on the show. We appreciate it. Or checked out Show This Mag or followed us. So uh, to end the show, though, you know, we usually play a beat just to bring us out. Um, I think we should end it on uh, – the song that we used for our tribute to our friend Ryan Bowers. 
uh, I, I like this version of it that we kind of chopped up um, called I Love Life. What do you think, Ruth? Uh I couldn't agree more, man. That's I think that's an epic uh, way to end the season. And, yeah, I'm, I'm fully in support of that, man. Let's Let's let the people hear it. All right. From the coveted mixtape of Kids of the Cypher <laughs> uh, is I Love Life, um, featuring our friend Ryan Bowers. Rest in peace, brother. We love you. We miss you. Cheers. And uh, to everybody out there, stay safe, stay positive, and uh, tell your friends you love them. While I'm changing the game Don't play with the fire, no, don't play with the flame Contemplating insane brain waves need to be paid Maintain pain, life's a card game I'm the ace of space, membrane of rage Flipping another page, to another chapter Right after I'm on the stage in amazement Wonder where my days went Hop up on the mic, I got the right ignite and blaze it Success is so close that I can almost taste it Need to spend way less time out getting wasted Pointless entertainment, life I rearranged it They used to brush me off, now they want in on my arrangement And I'm changing, just like everyone around me I remember starting out, now the progression is astounding Standing on the balcony, staring at the moon I think he's smiling at me, I'ma make it real soon I love life, I love life, I love life, I love life, I love life Manifest a destiny entity intellectually infecting the microphone alone in this world. Please let me be me. Life ain't easy, but I see the inner meanings of the scheme and the themes of my dreams. Sicker than leprosy. Remember, they used to mess with me, tried to get the best of me, but they never got it. I'm exactly what I'm set to be. I love life. I love life. I love life. I love life. Me and the mic. Me and the mic. It's just me and the mic. Man, I love my fucking life tonight.